Father, Father, we bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. We worship you this evening. We give glory to your name, our Father. We bless your name. Our Father, thank you for your paths. Thank you for your ways. Thank you for the eternal spirit that illuminates the way into eternal things uh, father thank you for the the spirit of your table and the spirit of feasting uh, the spirit of eating and the spirit of drinking thank you for nahamasia lumeno to me aldo sovaldi aldo palinos to ven veli almaita Thank you for the spirit of unveiling the smile that they had. The time to bring give you glory we worship your name bless your name bless your holy name bless your holy name bless you bless bless El Shaddai we give you glory 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you for your water and your blood, uh, which doth wash and which doth sanctify. Thank you, our Father. We give you glory. Thank you for the table which you have prepared before us today. Father, we, we trust in the wholesomeness of your of your word of your your meal our lord jesus that very bread that cometh down from heaven which men can eat and live uh, we want to feast on you this evening we ask for grace to feast grace to partake of you of your very your very person of your essence thank you for your spirit the spirit of communion the spirit of the of the bread and the spirit of the cup that governs the table of feasting thank you for that spirit that is given in a great supply we trust tonight father i ask for the teaching anointing anointing to fetch out of eternal streams to fetch out of living waters even for us to drink and so we can be filled and we can be full for father father had a feast to feel the most feast us feast here and we feast 
It's the autumn year, dear, to eat feast if you style and tie. To me, the hap and open, 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 to to obey, for to, to obey heaven or steer heaven, sir, to give an ahead to you. for there is an opening heaven there is an opening in the heavens 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 for to culture you and to begin to obey the heavens there is an opening in the heavens to begin to culture you for to obey the heavens for what profit is it to live on earth when there is the heavens that I have cultured and I have made for men to live after the order and the pattern of the heavens I have made that that they will culture the earth I have made the heavens for to culture the earth and there is an opening in the heavens come up come up come up come up come up for your life is hid in Christ for your life is it in Christ in God. For that is where your life is. For I have blessed you with all my blessings in Christ Jesus. I have blessed you with all my blessings in my son. Come up to him. Come up to him. Come up. For that is where your life is. Thank you, Father. We receive grace for grace to come up. Receive grace to come up. Thank you, our Father. We give all glory to your name. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray you come and help us tonight. Come and help me, help my heart to fetch your word, to journey in your word, and to journey in the spirit. Thank you, our Father. We come and make a warfare tonight. Make a warfare against everything that is an enemy of the path Amen. everything that's an enemy of the way uh, we pray come and make war against them Amen. thank you our father you. i yield myself fully unto you my father use my heart use my tongue use my body use me use my soul father to to minister your word i pray anoint me especially father to to minister the word that we have you have for us for today father we bless your holy name we give all the glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good evening. Please welcome somebody. Good evening to everyone online. You're welcome in Jesus' name. Our Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. We give you all the glory, 
Amen. Praise God. Let's open our Bibles to the book of John, chapter 6. Praise the Lord. Um, let's read from Praise God. Let's read from uh, verse 24. Praise God. It's going to be a, a bit of a long reading. Verse 22, praise God. Verse 22 says, The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save that one whereunto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away alone, Howbeit there came other boats from Tiberias, nigh unto the place where they did eat bread, after that the Lord had given thanks. Amen. Amen. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum, seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, You seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Amen. Amen. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might walk the works of God? And Jesus answered and said unto him, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he, have, whom he hath sent. Amen. Amen. And then they said, Therefore unto him, What sign showest thou then, that we may see and believe? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, and it was written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven. Amen. Amen. And giveth life unto the world. And then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger shall never hunger 
and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. Verse 37. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Praise God. Amen. The Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is not this Jesus the son of Joseph, who, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came down from heaven? And Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Praise God. Amen. Amen. What, what does he say there? Every man that have heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man had seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your father did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat, of, eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood had eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day, for my flesh is meat indeed amen. amen and my blood is drink indeed he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and i what in him, in him as the living father hath sent me and i live by the father so he that eateth me even he shall live by me this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth what? This bread shall do what? Forever. Praise God. Amen.
So he says, he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. So we, saw, we just read, I just felt we should read through. Because these were the very words of Jesus, praise God. They were, um, they were exact things that, that Jesus said. So Jesus speaking to, to these people, is very clear that he was speaking at a higher, from, from a higher place. Right? He was speaking from a higher place of understanding. Um, than where they were, most of them. Praise God. Um, so even the Jews, are you seeing verse 52? The Jews um, said that the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Praise God. Hallelujah. And after a while, they got offended. If you read all the other verses, which I didn't read, you see they got offended. And they began, they left, all of them left Jesus, praise God. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and asked them, why are you here? Won't you go as well? And they said, no, we won't go because we know that only you, what? Have the words of eternal life. And, and we believe, that's verse 69, and we believe and are sure that thou art the, at the, that Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered them. Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? Then he began to speak of Judas. Praise God, Amen. Uh, so Jesus was speaking even at that time. Jesus was on the earth, um, physically. There were times when he be, he began to open his mouth, and he would just he would begin to say things, and um, we realized that most of those things were not necessarily for the purpose of the present understanding of the people who he was speaking to. But um, words, are, words are actually eternal. Praise God. And so Jesus was, was a prophet who was raised by God. You know, Moses said that, A prophet like unto me shall the Lord God raise, right? And him shall you hear. So, so one of the purposes of God raising Jesus of Nazareth, apart from his own inward path, which is a path of ascending and then inheriting the throne of god praise the lord sitting on his father's throne praise god and inheriting the glory of the father becoming the express image of this person and all of that apart from that inward um journey of jesus of his soul which he also did for us what apart from that one of the main reasons why they raised jesus of nazareth was for his portion of the prophetic scriptures. That is the run of that is the reason why God raised prophets. Praise God. You see, all those prophets that God the Lord raised in Israel, many of them, almost all of them, were raised for the purpose of the prophetic scripture, so that they ought, they ought to God ought to raise men who will who can say things that will constitute the written representation of the prophetic program of God. Amen. Amen. So, so sayings are not... The, the sayings are powerful. Spiritual sayings. Um, God, this is, this is one of the, the... Bringing forth this book, the scripture, is one of the... Is the most, to me, is the, one of the most supernatural works that God has done, that has manifested physically. 
praise the Lord. That, that the existence of this Bible, this book we call Bible, whenever you read the Bible, this is a miracle. You're flipping a miracle. You're just turning the pages of a miracle. It's a raw miracle. This one, without praise God, if, if you say God does not exist, this book is a problem. You can't explain this book. You can't explain the accuracy. I was listening to one guy the other day. Uh, he's, he's a He's a, he's a clinical psychologist, but um, the Lord helped him, and he he's just been studying the Bible. And one thing the guy now realizes is that everything about life of human beings are archetypes. Pretty good. They, are, they are product of scriptural archetypes. So every single thing about human psychology, it both individually and even in the collective transgenerational progression of humanity, they are all inside this book. And the guy began to do lecture series, began to teach story by story, began to use the Bible, praise God. And, and that was, he, he got there, not even necessarily, I don't believe um, it was, maybe God helped him to be able to see some of those things, praise God. Um, but, and, but the way, the, the, the pathway he took wasn't even necessarily a spiritual pathway. He took an intellectual pathway, but, but, he was, but through an intellectual pathway, he was able to arrive at the mysteriousness of this book called the Bible. And, and, um, and anybody with intellectual honesty, when you read the Bible, you can't deny that there's an intelligence here beyond what we've seen, beyond what men praise God, are, are, able to, are able to come up with. And what makes it even more astounding is that the men whose writings are in the book, many of them never saw each other. They never lived in the same time. They lived in different eras. They lived in, <laughs> praise God. Uh, but we see a great intelligence that cannot be broken running through the book. How did, how did it come about? Is the work of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. The Holy Spirit raised men and and he he actually moved their lives and then in such a way and then he, many of them he gave them speaking capacity their ability to what ability to speak with precision of the spirit so that is that capacity working of the holy spirit within men to be able to speak with with spiritual precision is is one of the great operation of the spirit and it operates, is a, is a prophetic operation of the Spirit, which the Holy Spirit um, began to work in men for to produce the scriptures. So Jesus had his own lot in that program. Amen. Amen. So in other words, Jesus, asked, when he was raised a prophet, there are things that they are written that this man should say something. Because there are things that he will say we should be part of the book. So a lot of things that Jesus was saying, um, amen. amen. A lot of things that Jesus was saying when he was preaching, it wasn't. It was beyond just someone having conversation. It was most of those things were actually a prophetic spirit, where was saying things that should have accuracy that transcends time. An accuracy that transcends 
what do you call it? Um, um, when someone is reading the Bible, they say, what is the context? Uh, so, but the, the accuracy of these words, they transcend any context. They transcend any particular context. It can, it can hop from context into context. And it remains true and relevant. That's prophecy. <laughs> Praise God. So, 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 you, so, that is not, so these words are not thinking. It's not, let's think what to say. The, the words are flowing from a stream, an eternal place. From where things don't, things don't misalign. Where things that don't break. Things are wholesome from that realm. Praise God. And that's the realm of the, of the prophetic. The prophetic is powerful. The prophetic, that's why the, the Bible says do not despise prophecy. That's one of the things that Paul admonished, praise God, in the, in the New Testament. Uh, and, and that will be one, thing, one nature of men in the end time to begin to despise prophesying, to dis- despise prophetic activity, to despise prophetic nature, and yielding to the prophetic. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, so the prophetic... Is the prophetic is powerful. Without the prophetic, men cannot travel in the spirit. Souls cannot travel in the spirit without the prophetic. It takes the prophetic, amen, amen. for what? For souls. For souls. So a soul can be journeying in time, but he's not journeying in the, in the spirit. He's not moving in the spirit. Praise God. Because the soul, I was saying last time that the soul inhabits spiritual realms, right? It doesn't inhabit the natural realm, it inhabits the realm of the spirit. And every time a soul makes a spiritual advancement, there has been an entrance from, of things from the prophetic realm. Things that can interpret the soul in its, praise God, things that can interpret the soul in its. Um, in its infinite, in its infinite domain, you know the soul is an inf- infinite. How many of you believe that? What is the meaning of inf- infinite, infinite? Uh, say that. Not ending. It means it doesn't have bounds. It has no boundaries. You're right. How many of you believe the soul is that way? The soul is not. Um, is not uh, what's the word now? <laughs> Amen. The soul, the soul is, the soul is infinite. Um, it's it's something that God God hewned the soul and He crafted it. Um, he crafted it. He didn't. God did not create the soul inside space and time. What God created in space and time was your body. That's your body. That one he took from the earth and he did it. But when he did it, then he breathed into him. So what God breathed was he, he took the what he put inside the body that became so it wasn't didn't come from this world. Uh, your bo- how many of you know your body came from this world? Yes, the earth. But your soul did not come from this world. Your sin soul came from inside God. He used the he used the his what he what he did know his nostrils, right? He used so it means that it was from within him and inside God there is no space and time. So the realm where the breath 
the breath, which is, which is called soul, came from, is from God's own in, in, inward realm, which is boundless. Are you seeing that? So uh, we're not even talking about new man now. Right? We're not talking about um, the new man the, or, or the new creation. We're just talking about an Adam's, the soul of an Adam. Praise God. It, was, it actually came from God, an infinite realm. Praise the Lord. So, um, that, so that soul, in order, to, in order to handle the soul, you need something prophetic. Nothing that has boundary in space and time can govern the soul. Because the soul is more, is too, when you, if you, <laughs> praise God, you can't arrange the soul. Natural, natural um, power, natural intelligence, natural um, resources cannot arrange the soul. You cannot bind the soul. You can't define the soul. The, the soul can never be defined by the natural. It's not possible because the soul is, is, is higher, is, is above the natural. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So you need, you need the spiritual. And entrance from the spiritual into the natural is what you call prophetic. The prophetic. Prophet, prophetic, amen. amen. The prophetic, so it, so the prof, the, so it takes prophecy to when when the soul is not in the atmosphere of the prophetic, it suffers. The soul, what do I say? It, when the soul is not in the atmosphere of the prophetic, the soul, so it can't. It is like you take a fish out of water. And you put it on the bare ground and say, "Start walking." The, you've you've destroyed all the all the things that the, that the fish was naturally meant to do. You've not the, what is meant to float the fish is not there. That is the way soul is. Amen. Amen. That's the way what. Soul is the soul is that way, <laughs> amen. So, so, um, the soul is meant for the spiritual, really. The soul is meant for what the spiritual, the soul is not meant for the natural, amen. 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 Uh, so, so that's why, um, anything when God's way of dealing with the soul, helping the soul to journey. Helping to increase the soul. Helping to, we saw in the book of um, Psalm 23, restoration, right, of the soul, right? That whole process of restoration of the soul, um, it has to be, it can only be done under a prophetic environment. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What did I say? It can only be done under the, the prophetic and a prophetic environment. And Satan knows that Satan knows that remove that environment from the soul, you you shrink it and shrink it and shrink it. Amen. 
Amen. when you try and take a soul and fit it into the natural, it can't, it will die. That's how Satan kills the soul. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say? That's how Satan... Okay, Satan just looked at the soul. You know that this soul... What, how to kill this soul is simple. If you check it, how does Satan kill? Satan doesn't kill by... Maybe take your soul and then bring evil spirits. Every day you see evil spirits flying in your house. Or you, you hear one echo voice. This is the realm of the spirits. We are the forces of darkness. We've come to kill your... To eat your soul. No, no. The, Satan doesn't do it that way. Satan just... Let us even disappear. Let him not even know we are here. But just let him try and inherit natural with his soul. As he's trying to hold natural, he's dying. Yes. As he's trying to hold. When, whenever a person tries to take the natural and live inside it, you're trying to force your soul to be, take pleasure in natural things. It actually can't. When, most of the time, like that's why people look, who look for pleasure, every pursuit of pleasure in the, that natural gives ends up in a death. It ends up in more sorrow. It men, ends up in more, more dissatisfaction. Because you can't take an eternal thing and try and fit it into the nat. Are you seeing that? But, and Satan is, that is the, that, trying to do such a thing, that is the, that is the height of wickedness. Satan is a wicked being. Praise God. Is a what? Is a wicked being. He has the intelligence of death. He knows how to kill. Praise the Lord. Uh, so how do you kill a soul? Subject the soul to the natural. Every soul that comes on the natural and, want, and is trying to use the natural and stay in the natural and, and some is life in the natural you are, is, is going to die. That soul is going to experience death. Praise God. Because you are taking the soul from its habitat. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name. Amen. Amen. We give you glory. Um, so, that, that, so, the, so the healing of the soul is, is the provision. It is done in the environment of the prophetic. Amen. Amen. So, and then, and the scriptures, the scripture is, it is the, the entire scriptures are actually, there is a volume of writing that can, that makes, that can make, that can connect the natural with the spiritual. When you, when you go to scripture, like pages of scripture, now it's a natural book, right in English. But through that place, from it can, it makes, it creates breakthrough. It, make, it opens prophetic doors. That's what scripture is. Scripture is the opener of prophetic doors. It opens, it opens, you can be in a tiny room. And just in that room, it feels so tiny. <clears throat> But when you take, if you can take the Bible into that tiny room, that room, you can, eternity can open up inside that room. And you can stay there for a year. You don't feel like coming out. Amen. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. So it's because of the this power of of what of prophetic words. Prophetic words. Amen. That's what the scripture is. Praise So each of these men, God raised them, the Lord raised uh, God raised Jesus as well to fulfill his own part. Praise God. In the prophetic. Amen. Amen. So so that's why when we read the Bible, we don't read it the way you read other books. Other books that explain the natural. But the Bible is trying to explain the spiritual. Even though they, they use natural conversation, it seems. Talking about food, eating, and all. Are you seeing Jesus was speaking to these Jews? And they thought he was talking about food. And, but something should have told them. If they were any so, they, they must have been so dead. They must have been so... Why? Because of... Praise God. They must have been so dead. What deadened them was their experience of natural signs and wonders. Signs and wonders that are not of the true prophetic order. Like bread coming down from heaven physically and you put it inside your mouth and chew it and swallow it. Like God did in the wilderness. Are you seeing? That thing sounds like a very supernatural thing, but it's not. Praise God. Like miracles, healing the sick, all those things. Those are, those are not prophetic. That's not prophetic. If someone comes and tells you, well, I know the number of your bank account. I know what you hid under your bed this morning. and That's not prophetic. What he's talking about is unnatural things. Praise God. That's not prophetic. That thing cannot open the soul up into, into what? The eternal realms. So anything that cannot expose the soul to, uh, to the supernatural, which is above the natural, is not prophetic. Praise God. So it's very clear in John chapter 6 that Jesus was speaking at a prophetic frequency. But, and, and there were a lot of hints in what Jesus was saying that should have told them that this guy is not really talking about bread and, and meat and his body and all that. It's not, it, amen. Him, when he's talking about, I came down from heaven. I'm the bread that came down from what? From heaven. Amen. The moment he even mentioned eating me, eat me. That, at that point, they should have just known quickly that this man is talking about. They should have said, Lord, what are you talking about? Can you explain more to us? Praise God. Um, but they couldn't take that journey. But you know the sad thing? A lot of Christians still make the same mistake in the reading of the Bible. So a lot, and a lot of times, it's in the name of... Uh, let's read it contextually. You know, some, sometimes, you know the way the Spirit helps New Testament unveiling of Scripture... There are a lot of Christians, Christians who don't subscribe, who don't like such things. What they expect and what they, what they prefer rather is that, let's say this is John chapter 6 we are reading now. As we are reading it, I will now bring some textbooks and some history books and things that now tells you, okay, on this day, Jesus, I will bring the map and say, Jesus... Just travel from here to here. This was the distance of where they travel, and so for them to have traveled that distance, it means that they must haven't they haven't eaten for this many hours. So that's why they were so hungry. So Jesus was just trying to say, "Amen." <laughs> Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So they say, "You know, we just have you have to read it contextually." <laughs> but you don't understand that is not what the book is about. 
are you getting me? You can know all those things, but you don't. You have no clue. Yeah. So if you want to read, if you feel the Bible is just that, yeah. and that thing is, uh, it is. Oh, Father, help us. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Mahia Supreme Kano Mi Kandeli Kayeli Vehena Sia Abratalie Dumekandra Ibredeno Ayen Saha Ile Meneve Kronze Prialda Barunevana Ansa Tapano Nita Prasta Efrestemen Tuvia Etuniha Efreniha Emenosa. Branoshtiva Katosta, Brannoshta, Valista, Branoshta, Kavanosta, Branoshta, Ali Branoshta, Vanata. For it's just not, it's not, it's not a natural book. It is not a natural book. It's a book that contains my life. It contains my life. My life is hidden in the letters of the book. My life is a mystery, and this book is a mystery. The, the life in the book is my life, and it is a mystery. Thence I sense the Spirit. Hence I sense the Spirit. Hence I sense the Spirit, the author of the book, to unveil the book. This book is not a book of the natural. It's a book of the Spirit. It's a book of my life. For in it you will find me. For in it you will see me. For in it you will encounter me. For in it you become me. For in it you will see me. I've sent the Spirit for to unveil the book. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. So, so you see the way the, the kind of academic mind or approach that um, we use for learning is not what we, sh- we use for the scriptures. Praise the Lord. It's not what we use for the scriptures at all. Because the scripture itself is not what they want to give you. It's not, it's not the stories. It's not a storybook. You know how you say, ah, do you know the story? I read it. Yeah, I know the story. Yeah, tell me the story. You tell the story from beginning to the end. Oh, you missed that one. Oh, no, no, okay. I, I skipped that part. I slept or sleeping when I was reading that part. I said, oh, boy. That, you know what I'm saying? It's not about telling the stories. You know, like, okay, what's the story of Elijah and the prophet of Baal? You know the story of Elijah and the prophet of Baal. What about the other story? That's not the Bible. Praise God. Now, because knowing those stories is not what the Holy Spirit wants to give you. Rather, they can use those things. They want to use those things to give you something eternal. Something that they want to take something that is a soul, thing soul uses. It's not, this scripture is not to make you educated or that will make you know things. It is to give life to your soul. And life is not knowing story. I, you know, I know the story. That's not what they're talking about. That doesn't constitute life. But, but there is a way that those things can access something called life in the spirit. What is life? Life is the, is the health of the soul. It's the health. The, it's the, it's the, it's the, life is the, is the well-being, praise God, of the soul. 
life is the content of the soul life is what soul is designed to carry amen so when there isn't life inside soul that soul is bad that soul is sick praise god and so soul can have many things but doesn't have life that soul is not well at all praise god so though so that life and you see that life is what satan arranged the natural to take from men that's john chapter 10 verse 10 the thief cometh not but to steal to kill and to destroy but i have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly praise god are you seeing that so so if you are reading the bible from the mindset of just knowing things you miss the point the point that when you say ah oh, that guy knows the bible wow he knows the bible a lot of times it's that he knows things there but nobody should be proud about knowing the bible if you've not gotten life from it in all your learning all your learning if you've learned and learned and learned and you not it didn't access the life you've all your learning has been futile it doesn't matter how much of it you know how much you can explain and all that you that you've not gotten the point of the scripture and so and, and life is not a thing that you just you can explain you can measure with your <laughs> the way you can test knowledge of memory life is not your mem it's not memory of anything amen you can't test someone say i want to give you a life test now come and sit down let me test how much life you have <laughs> amen how do you test that but you can test someone's memory of scripture you can test how much they know and they can explain things praise god but that is it's not the life are you seeing so so the way to access the life from the bible of course we we know that that life it is by the leading in the pasture praise god it is by what it's by the leading in the pastures the pastures of the scripture lead into the pastures of the spirit <laughs> amen the the what pastures of the scripture lead into the pasture of the spirit now when the spirit when the spirit when someone is moving by the spirit in the pasture of the scripture their eyes are looking at it their brain is involved their mind is involved and they stay there and the spirit is involved after a while soul becomes involved and the soul is not involved when you are just in the pasture of the scripture soul begins to partake when you've moved into the pasture of the spirit which the scripture opens you into because that is where the life what soul eats is in the pastures of the spirit Praise God. Hallelujah. So when you understand, you need to understand all these things to know why the, the revelatory spirit is the way it is. That's why the revelatory spirit operates the way it does operate. When you operate, when the revelatory spirit is operating, sometimes when you, it will, you, it will, it will, it can defy logical arrangement and it would, 
sometimes your spirit would dissatisfy your logic to satisfy your soul. It will dissatisfy your logical expectation in order to satisfy the heart. And so it's good for a man, a spiritual person, to, to, to come with the right expectation. Now, some people come to be satisfied intellectually from the Bible. That is selling yourself short. So, you can come and, and then, ah, when you achieve that intellectual satisfaction, ah, I'm satisfied. Yeah, I now know this thing. Ah, this thing, oh, I've been trying to understand this thing since. Now I understand it, okay. I mean, well, that means that if anybody asks me a question, I can answer. So, you just feel, ah, I'm satisfied. Amen. But there's a hungry, the soul might still be hungry. The soul hasn't eaten. But the mind has been eaten since. The heart hasn't, hasn't eaten. Because the heart gets satisfied in the pastures of the spirit. It means at some point in your feasting, letters must, and writing must have given way into spirit. Then the soul starts eating. The heart starts feeding. The heart can feed and feed and feed and feed and feed and do it for a while. And then, then they say, okay, it's okay for today. And then you fall back into the, the writing. Uh, praise God. And then sometimes you say, okay, let's take, more, let's take you again. And you move again into the spirit. That's how the, 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 the operation of the spirit, amen, amen. To, to satisfy the soul. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Father Mahaso, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, our Father. We give you glory. We give you glory. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. Do you know life travels? Life travels. What we call life in the spirit. It travels. It can it can move it can be connected it can be it can be received and it can be inherited it can increase it cannot it can increase and increase and increase praise god and so so jesus the purpose of jesus this is his mandate is to and that's what he said in john chapter Three. He also said it here in John chapter six that if those who believe, those who believe in, I mean by the vehicle of believing, through believing, what are you believing in me? Amen. That person he was calling me. <laughs> if we think that he believed in me, just means that I, I believe there was a man called Jesus. He existed in over two thousand years ago. <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. Praise God. Hallelujah. When he said, he that, he that believeth. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. What is the meaning of this begotten son? 
it means that God gave birth out of himself. What, gave birth, what God gave birth to out of himself was not a carpenter's son. Amen. Amen. God doesn't need to give birth for a carpenter's son to come. Neither, neither does God need to give birth for a preacher to come. Because many preachers have come. All kinds. The greatest one, John the Baptist, just before Jesus came. In terms of preaching capacity. Amen. Amen. John the Baptist, to be able to preach men to repentance at that time, at that time, you need to know what kind of a spirit he had. He said he would come in the, in the spirit and the power of Elijah. That was, he had an Elijah spirit. Elijah spirit, it means, it means the height of the prophetic. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so, those kind of things, God wasn't trying to, amen, thank you Father. God wasn't just trying to look for a preacher. That's the, although that was part of it, like I said before, that was part of his thing. Jesus fulfilled that as well. Amen. Amen. But when they say God gave birth, that son he gave birth to is a is a great is a great gift. Amen. Amen. Say son. Son. Say begotten son. Begotten son. How many of you know that the begotten son of God is the gift of God? Do you believe that? Do you believe John 3, 16? That God so loved the world that he gave. Now, we know the gift of God is eternal life. Am I correct? If the gift of God is eternal life, and then he gave his only begotten son, it means the only begotten son of God is eternal life. Does that make sense to you? It's not Jesus of Nazareth. It's eternal life. That's why... So that those who believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life. That is the, that is the gift of God. So whenever you see God gave, you're talking about eternal life. Which is the greatest gift of all. Amen. Amen. So that, that is what, that's the meaning of the begotten. The only begotten. That he gave his only begotten son. Praise God. Now, 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 Jesus is now saying here that whosoever believeth on me, whosoever believeth on me, that believeth on me means a lot. Amen. 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 So, that life, say eternal. Eternal life. Eternal life. Say eternal life. Eternal life. Eternal life is the life of God. And that life, like I said, that life moves. That life moves. That life travels. When you when it it can travel far and then you just it 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 can travel far and then it will you will you someone can encounter it at its lowest potential amen and that life is too intelligent the life has in it a resilient 
program and intelligence and wisdom for the giving of itself. So, the life can travel very far and it, can, it gets to a potential. At the lowest potential, it's not, it doesn't, it's not eternal life. When you look at that life at its lowest potential, it's, it, is, it, it left its eternal properties behind, but it is still a quickener. Praise God. Are you getting me? It is still what? A quickener. And it, and it has to leave that part of itself behind. Because the eternity of the life, the eternal component of the life, praise God, that thing is the greatest potential of God. Amen. And they don't just bring any kind of thing into that kind of experience. But what any man can have is life. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. What any person can, a, a person can have, I mean, any person who has been activated spiritually, right? Because you need somebody with a, with a living spirit, right, to receive life. So, the purpose of the quickening of the spirit is to activate the reception of life in the soul. Amen. Amen. What did I say? Is to activate the what? Is to activate the reception of life in the soul. If God's life wants to come near to a man, right? You know the spirit is where in the soul. When God's life wants, if he wants to come near to a man, a soul that is one by a dead spirit the dead spirit will will what will reject the dead spirit dead spirit say dead spirit dead spirit amen amen a dead spirit is tied to a master right it has a master that master is who the devil Amen. Amen. That master is who? The master is the devil. Praise God. But they need to so you need to quicken the spirit man. Amen. For the life of God to gain access into the soul of what? Of a man. Amen. Amen. So when you so this Bible, the scriptures, is for to give access to life. Right? In orders. Is to give access first to life. Then when life has been installed, it gives access 
to eternal life. Praise God. Those are the two things that the scripture, the prophetic scripture, is designed to give. There are many things we've used scripture for. That's not what scripture is for. When we say scripture is working, is when scripture is giving life. Or it's giving what? Eternal life. It's giving life. Or it's giving what? Eternal life. The purpose of scripture is to give life and to give what? The purpose of the teaching and the preaching of the scripture is to give what? Life and to give what? Eternal life. Amen? Amen. That's the, the purpose of the news, the gospel. What brought life and immortality. That was because immortality is eternal life, right? So it's life and eternal life. Life and immortality. He has brought it to light through what? Through the gospel. Praise God. Hallelujah. To bring light. So life can be brought to light. Immortality. This is the, the interesting part. That immortality can be brought to light. Now, can you explain what is the meaning of that statement? That immortality can be brought to light. It means it can be brought into the realm of understanding. The devil will not want anybody to believe this one, but it's true. It's true that a soul can begin to learn immortality. But only a soul that is quickening, that has been quickened, that has already inherited life, amen, can begin to learn eternal life. And this same scripture is the teacher of eternal life. When we've inherited life enough, you begin to see the way we read the Bible will be different. The, the taste of the feeling of what of the feast of eternal life is not the same as the feast of life. Is it is it is the same Bible, but you will see that through the Bible, the spirit can turn the table. Can turn the table. When a soul, and of course a soul that hasn't inherited plenty of life cannot experience that thing. Mm. It can't experience the, the feast of eternal life. Mm. And it takes a lot of quickening mm. of the soul to, to feast at that level. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Are we seeing this? Are we being blessed today? So, so the... The amen. amen. So the life of God travels, and the life when where the life of God travels in is not, of course, it's not in the physical, right? And the life of God doesn't travel in the intellectual realm. What's the intellectual realm? It's also a realm that the soul partakes in. But with the faculty of the mind. Am I correct? 
just the mind alone. Praise God. The mind alone, all the mind, the best the mind can have is scriptures. Is spiritually inspired scriptures. That is the best the mind can have. Spiritually inspired scriptures. But spiritually inspired scriptures alone shuts fall of life. Amen. Amen. The, the, res, the, the reservoir, the vault, the storage of life is the heart. Now, the mind can also partake of life in a, in a, tran, in a transformational way. In the sense that when you use this, the mind for the scriptures, the spiritual scriptures, the mind can be quickened by itself. But the mind, the mind is not a, the mind is not a, is not a vessel, it's not a vessel, to, it's not a storage place. The mind is a utility instrument. Are you, do you understand me? Praise God. Are, are you getting? Like I'm using my pen. Can I live inside my pen? Amen. It's a utility something. I have broom. I can sweep. Can I live inside the broom? But I can live in a house. There are two different kinds of things. One can store and keep. The other one can use. And that one that can use can be upgraded too. But it's not. Are you getting it? Are you getting it? So that's why it's not enough for, for only mind participation alone. The depths of a man must inherit life. It is when the depth has inherited life, that's where the elevation of the man comes from. When the mind alone has, has interacted with the living scriptures, the mind can peep. It can peep. It can, it can participate in conversation in a way. Are you getting what I'm saying? But it can't be, the soul cannot be raised into that place to, be, to inhabit that realm except the heart the content of the inwards of the person has possessed that inheritance. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. So, so you're seeing, are you seeing the realm where life travels in terms, of in, in terms of inheritance is inside the depths of the souls of men? Just was saying something to that woman at the well, right? He said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly. He used the word belly. That word means out of his depths. Right? He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Say, out of his belly. Out of his belly. Say this after me. Out of my belly. Out of my belly. Out of my depths. Out of my depths. Will flow. Will flow. Rivers. Rivers. Of living water. Of living water. What does that mean? It means out of what you've inherited. That's the, the purpose of believing. Is to. You, for you to inherit and inherit and inherit. Till the, the, your 
own depth become a fountain. How many of you know that nobody's mind can ever be a fountain? Do you agree? Your, so a, a spiritual mind can process spiritual thought. Spiritually minded is good. But, it, but a spiritual mind can never fountain out what? Life. They are not the same. I'm, what I'm teaching today is deeply spiritual. But I need to teach it. And I, I pray by the Spirit, they'll be, they'll be giving us understanding. Amen. Uh-huh. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you have to break through English. And then the Holy Spirit has to use it well when there's grace to describe spiritual things. And these things are real. This is how it is. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, you know, there's, there's difference between... Well, between some, something life in measure, life that is a life that, um, amen. amen. A, there's difference between life that is conveyed, a life that is um, conducted. Is it what conducted or what's the word trans? Life that is transmitted, life that is relayed. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Mm-hmm. There is between life that is relayed and life that is fountaining out. Mm-hmm. It's not the same thing. Yes, These are different kinds of mm-hmm. of of dealings mm-hmm. with life that soul can have. Mm-hmm. Some souls can 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 be around waters of life. Mm-hmm. Just enough for their mind to be able to flow with it. Mm-hmm. And when they get to that point, they can relate things of life. They can think living to it. They can talk about that kind of thing. They can, in terms of think it, they can think. You know, I'm not talking about just thinking. I mean thinking life. You can think life. But it's not the same thing as somebody who has, who, whose bellies has what? Has, who has inherited life to the point where it fountains out yeah. of their own. Are you seeing that thing? Now, how many of you agree that God is a good father? Mm-hmm. Now, for God to have a thought to give man that thing. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know what that thing is? That thing is what he has yes. that sets him apart. Yes. Do you know that? Yeah. Do you know what that thing is? Do you know the fact that God will even think of sharing that thing? That's what that's the meaning of quickening spirit. Is a, a kind of soul, but it's a quickening, it's a fountain soul. A quickening spirit is a, is a fountain soul. That's amen. How many of you know that no angel has that kind of soul? Amen. Amen. Maybe part of what they're showing us today is to show us the, to show us the end, the depths, how far they want the inheritance of life to go on the inside of us. Amen. Amen. They want to show how far, how much 
How much does heaven expect you to sow into the spirit? How much do they expect you to be given to the spirit? To give to the to be given to the prophetic. How much how much do they want you to plunge? How much do they how how deep do they want us to push the soul into the things of the spirit? Of course it's beyond the mind participating. He said, I'll leave that water. He said, it shall be in you a well. Spring. See, what is the meaning of that? This is a well. Springing up. It's a well. Springing up. Are, are, you, are you getting the sense? Jesus' Jesus's, Jesus's tongue was, was too clean and clear. In speech, praise God. It means that he said he shall be in you. He's talking about the how they will produce the fountain. It means they would. How do you bring a well that springs up? You dig and dig and dig and dig and dig and dig until you get to a point where there is a springing. Are you seeing that? So the springing up is, is has to do with the death. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, so, so, if we, see, when it comes to the things of the spirit, things of the prophetic, we've not even started yet. We've not even begun because the, actually in this end time, the heaven, they are going to release prophetic waters. Mm-hmm. They, maybe now, maybe it's reaching our feet now. Maybe the waters are getting to our feet now. At the point, it will get to your ankle. Mm-hmm. It will get to your knee. Mm-hmm. Then to your waist. Yeah. To your breast. Yeah. After a while, it will become so much that you, your soul can swim. Swimming. Amen. 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 When you can move and you can flow. Imagine a soul flowing in the prophetic. Imagine a soul just flowing in the prophetic. It's not. A soul that has made the prophetic its home. You are more at home in the prophetic than you are in the world. Than you are in the natural. Are you seeing that place? When a soul gets there, that's where eternal doors open. It's, it's a sight from that realm. It's a sight from that realm that can conceptualize immortality. So, so uh, souls who will, not, who will not move into fullness in, of life, in life inheritance... The doors into the tunnel doors will not open. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. When eternal doors open is when from the eternal realm, when they look at a soul, they no longer see any trace of the government of the natural. Do you hear what I said? Yes, sir. When they, they no longer discern 
any trace of government of the land. It means that the soul has been so floated by life that it has come under the government of life by virtue of measures of inheritance. Amen. Amen. Then the, the realm of eternity. Are you seeing that is what the that is the anointed man. That is the Christos. Amen. The Christos. The Christos. The anointed man. Amen. The anointed man or the Messiah. The Christ. The Christ soul is a soul. Is a man that has completely measured distance from natural government. I don't mean government of your country or your amen nation. That's not I, I, by natural. I mean that you know what I explained before about the devil's program to what to kill is by what bringing government of the natural. Take the natural, try and use it to govern the soul. So the degree to which any soul is governed by the natural is the measure of debt that the soul is carrying. If you want to survey your soul and see how much, how much debt are we dealing with here, check the traces, check the place where the soul bows to the natural. Praise God. That's, the, that's the, the measure of natural government. Amen. Amen. That there is, we, are, we are going to the scripture very soon. I'm just to try to create, praise God, and uh, some understanding. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 I said praise God. Now, now, are you seeing the, the, the traveling of God's life? How, how, how God, God, from where he is, in his throne, is trying to push his life to men. He's trying to push his life. Get souls to get souls to buy into and accept the program of to receive the life that I'm, I'm bringing. Amen. To access that life, that's the reason for everything. The reason for why God made provision for you to get born again. The reason for the Wisdom and of the institution of the church is the reason why you have the scripture. It's the reason for everything we're doing. Is is how how will God get souls to begin to to take part to partake, partake to take part to take their part, Amen. In the in the giving of the life of God. Praise God. God wants to make actually end time generation. Of Christians, we, God will make us more life conscious Amen. than anything else. Amen. Of course, for you to be life conscious, number one, life must have been brought to light. Means that it must have been life, the the teaching, the explanation, the explaining of life. Or to make the soul must know what life means. We must understand the meaning of life. Praise God. It's hard to inherit life if you don't understand it. If, you've, if it hasn't been brought to light by revelation, amen. amen. By what? By revelation. If it's not been brought to light, it's not, you can't inherit things. The soul cannot inherit things. 
that there is not there is insufficient and surplus illumination about praise god Hallelujah. so the operation of the prophetic spirit in our day that's i will tell that's the foremost operation of the prophetic spirit in our time is to bring about the unveiling of life make so begin to know what life means to begin to understand life amen to begin to know the to to value the essence the read the, the to be able to have a perception of the tangibility like a spiritual tangibility of what life means to a soul amen, amen. <laughs> praise god amen. Amen. amen and they are doing it too they are doing it and they will continue to do it amen. praise god so so the extension of god's life right to towards man i said it's a it's flowing right it's flowing i think we saw this a little bit last time we saw how um in the book of revelation chapter 7 he said he that sits upon the throne what will he do he will feed them and then he will lead them into what living fountains of waters amen so he will lead them into that word into means where they are going right they are he's, he will so you see how does he lead them into living fountains he has to feed them praise god he has to feed them and then he leads them to bring them into living what fountains of waters praise god and and i will ask okay before you are before you begin to approach the fountain of waters that the presence of leading is beside waters too but they are called still waters. Mm-hmm. Amen. According to um, Psalm 23, praise God. And those still waters, like I said before, is, it is the still waters is life without the eternal component. The still waters is the life that comes to a soul that has not gained skill in drinking you can't take an unskilled drinker to go and drink from a fountain <laughs> that's the wisdom of the shepherd are you saying the meaning of that thing if you want to step into let's leave, let's now read our contextual as natural explanation of Psalm 23. What that thing means is that the shepherd doesn't lead his sheep to no gushing stream. The sheep will be afraid. They will not drink. They will be afraid of the water. So he has to find still water. It's not making noise. It's not gushing. Then they will go there and they will be drinking. Are you seeing that? Yeah. So <laughs> Amen. So there is a so there is a is there's a a place there's a dimension of life where which is where you first hit is the dimension of life where the potential of life in God has almost come to a stillness that and it and it must come to a level of almost still it's not completely still because it's quick as you see there is still quick and powerful. Mm-hmm. 
praise God. Amen. But it comes to a level where it has to come to a level where a man can drink. Are you, are you, does that make sense to you? Yes, God's life has to come to a level where what? A man, a man can drink. The, the life of God at the level that man can drink from. Amen. Amen. Begins at the oracle of righteousness. The first part of the oracle of righteousness. And it's below that, you have the oracle of faith. The oracle of faith doesn't involve the giving of God's life. It involves the betterment of the life of a man. It is the preparation. It's called the principle of the doctrine of Christ. That first level. Amen. Amen. So at that level, that level does not really constitute the waters of God. The word of faith. Amen. Are, we get, are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Does not constitute what? It doesn't really con- contain the waters. Because every drop of God's water is his righteousness. It, is, it contains righteousness. So God's waters begin from the word of righteousness. Which is, is the meat of the word. The milk is the preparation for the meat of the word. Amen. Amen. It is preparation for what? The meat of the word. They call it, it's it's called according to righteousness. The the, The word of faith is according to righteousness. The word of righteousness is called the teacher of righteousness. Amen. Amen. It is faith is for righteousness. The word of faith is preparation for righteousness. Am I am I getting? Am I making sense? So so somebody who is in the word of faith, the word of faith does not begin the communication of the life. Uh, Amen. It doesn't begin. It doesn't start. Word of faith, all exploits in faith, you have still not yet begun to fellowship. With the life of God. Mm. Because you've not begun to eat from the pastures of righteousness. It means your, your feet hasn't yet entered the path of righteousness. You've not yet begun the program of his name. The program of his, for his name's sake. Is where, because they lead you on the path of righteousness. For the name's sake. It also means that from last time you've not yet begun the path of sheep. Amen. Amen. So you see, so you see, sheep. When you just begin to lead sheep, you lead them on the path of righteousness. Amen. Amen. You bring them beside the still 
beside the still waters. Why? For the purpose of restoration of the soul. Amen. Are we being blessed today? Praise God. So Revelation chapter 7 says, He that sits on the throne shall feed them, and then shall what? Lead them into living what? Into living fountains of water. Now, I want to say something. Oh, Thank you, Father. Give you glory. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Oricasto. Prenestis. Venato. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are we sure? The water of God is Christ. The water. What did I say? The water of God is Christ. The water of what? The water of God is Christ. So you see that stretching of the water from the throne is actually Christ. It's Christ. Who is Christ? Christ is is what flows out of God. Yeah. God had never flowed before. God never did what? God never flowed. Even when he created the heaven, when he instituted the heaven, and then for thousands of years, heaven was there, earth was here. God never flowed. Heaven was there. His word was there, settled in heaven. It was bearing record. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. The word was what? Bearing what? Record. Record is not, doesn't, it's not flowing. Flow means witness. All right? So, God was just there. So, Logos was just there. Record in heaven. Amen. Amen. But when it's time for God to flow, the flow of God is Christ. Christ is the flow of God. Christ is the, Christ is the current of God. Amen. Amen. Christ is what? The current of God. Anytime you touch life, you've touched Christ at a level. The greatest Christ is God. There is a Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. There is a Christ that is that comes down, stretches out far. Then there is there's what you call the Christ of God. Revelation mentions that. See, all the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom. When did that thing? When they say that thing? That was after the the last trump, I think. Praise God. Said, Behold, all the kingdom of this world have, the, have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. So the Christ of God is seated on the throne. The Christ of God is the Son of God. Is 
So, so it means God has his Christ. Where, where, what place is that? The kingdom of this world have become the kingdom of our God. And 11.15, am I correct? That is after the, after the seventh trumpet. Amen. I remember, I remember they, they said it in, the, in chapter 10. That in the in the time of the in the sound in the days of the sounding of the last seven trumpet, when it shall begin to sound, then the mystery of God shall be finished. Then when he sounded, you now saw, then I began to say, All oh, the kingdom of this world have become the kingdom of our God. And are you seeing something there? So Christ is the one who delivers the kingdom to God. Now, what does he mean of that? Have you seen that in the Bible? Deliver. Say, when he shall have delivered the kingdom to God the Father and have put an end to all rule and authority, then the end shall come. Have you seen that? Yes. Where, what place is that? Revelation? No, no sorry. That's um, second. Praise God. Ferestobrian Tuna. Is that is that Second Corinthians chapter fifteen? Sorry, First Corinthians chapter what? Fifteen, yes. Twenty-four. What does it say? Then cometh then come the, the end. When he shall have delivered the kingdom. Okay. Okay. When the Father. Yes. When he shall have put down all rule uh-huh. and all authority. Yes. And power. Uh-huh. For he must reign mm-hmm. till he Ka- have put all enemies under his feet. Yes, sir. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Is death. Have you seen that? that, that so the destruction of death is what they call the end. Mm. Are you seeing that? So this end, of course, is not the end. It's not rapture. That end is t- called to the end of his soul. Mm. Right? It's first. You have to first interpret this thing in the light of the soul. Then you now see that there is now also the program of the collectivity of souls. Then it is in that program, anything that will happen in the natural is a consequence of the fulfillment mm. of those things. Are you getting that? So you, whenever you start from the natural, you will always make error. You will, you will, run, you will go into something else. Mm. I, I, praise God. I, amen. This is just one, this is one secret of, of prophetic interpretation, praise God, of the, of, of the, the things of God. Praise the Lord. So if you read that place again, say, then come at the end. Or... Right? When he shall have delivered the kingdom. Now, what is the meaning of that? Is he giving another kingdom to God? What do you say? Okay, let's, let's read on. Let's, let's see that. Even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule, he has put down all rule, and then and all authority, authority and power. And power. For he must reign. He must reign. He has put all enemies under his feet. Under his feet. Thank you, Jesus. He must reign. Oh, Macabatina, Zote, Pritus, Este Pramatune, Gle, Hevenata, Evna, Huste, Prando, Elima, Sata, Nega, Keliota, Hahanish, Stepano. Thank you, Father. He said he must reign until what? He has put. This thing is talking about inside a man. Inside a man. This is. This is God's program, God's vision for within a man to bring a man to the end. 
Say, then come at the end when he has delivered the kingdom to God the Father. And he's now explaining the meaning of that delivering the kingdom. Is when he would have put an end to all authority and power, for he must reign till he had put all enemies. So he's talking about the enmity inside man against God. That so are you seeing the are you seeing the exploit of Christ in a man? The, this is the, the work of the full formation of Christ. Is to reign in a man. To reign in a man. Until he has put an end to all enmity. To all rule. What is that rule? It means the dominion of death. Because the last enemy that shall be destroyed is what? Is death. Amen. Amen. So that Christ that has overcome death is what you call the Christ of God. That's the meaning of all kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. They mean the same thing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your holy name. We give you all the glory. So are, are you seeing Christ? So Christ is a so it means Christ in Christ Christ increase. The when you are, when you, you can take Christ at a measure. Right? Are you seeing are you seeing the difference? Yes, sir. There's Christ in a measure. You never see God in a measure. Or God in a is Christ in a measure. Christ is the outflowing of God. When God is fountaining out, what is coming out is Christ. Is the water that flows from God. When you say God is a fountain, is a fountain of God. Is the what is he fountaining out? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. So that Christ, so he comes, so the, 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 the potency of the Christ a man is a man is dealing with is according to the the reigning potential of that Christ dimension. Which is according to the measure of righteousness. Right? And when he has fulfilled all the righteousnesses, then you now see this man has now become a full reigner in life. According to what? Romans chapter 5. Praise God. They did have received the gift of. Abundance of grace and then the gift of righteousness shall what? So what is the meaning of abundance of grace? It means you've you've received all that he's full of. Full of grace. We bear of his fullness. Have we received grace and for grace? It's grace and for grace and for grace and for grace and for grace. Grace is the grace is 
Grace. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Grace is the one, is the performer of righteousness. Grace is what? The performer. If you want to see righteousness performance, you need grace. Grace must be involved. If there is no grace, there can't be a performance of righteousness. Right? Right? Performance of righteousness means righteousness that is, that is in its foot-bearing state. Right? Righteousness doesn't start from foot-bearing state. It, doesn't, it, is, it, starts, it comes first as word, as an enlightenment, as a revelation. Right, that is the revelation of righteousness is the beginning of grace operation. Grace has its own performance at that level. It's a revelatory performance of grace. It's still great. Grace is an amazing something. Praise God. Grace is grace is like the grace is the amen. Praise God. Praise God. Grace is the is the energy of Christ. Grace is actually the energy of Christ. It is grace that is the secret that pushes and it is grace that enables the dominion that makes Christ a, a ruler, that makes Christ a reigner. It is reigning through grace. Amen. Amen. So the grace has performed on different. There's a grace perform, revelatory performance of grace. Then there is now the the performance for inheritance, which is is the engracing of a soul for the for the obedience of righteousness. Amen. Is the gracing of the soul for what? The obedience of righteousness, which is what? Which is the that thing is the, it is the, it is the. Praise God. Hallelujah. It is the endowment mm. of the apostolic office. Mm. Mm. What I say, grace is what? The the endow- because the, the purpose of the apostolic office is for the doing of righteousness. It's for the, to make righteousness done. It's to make righteousness become a fruit. Mm-hmm. To make righteousness fruitful. Is the purpose of, 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 of the apostolic office, right? In Romans chapter 1, you have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith. So you see, grace and apostleship are married together. They are actually the grace is the apostolic. That is what, that is what apostol, the apostle or anything that is apostolic is. That is, that is what it's bearing. The apostolic is a bearer of grace. Amen. That's why you see all the apostolic epistles. Grace and peace. Grace. Peace is grace's fruit. Grace and its fruit. Be be multiplied unto you. Praise God. That is what the apostle. Are you seeing? So that when you see grace and peace, it means an apostle is the apostolic order is involved. Grace and peace means the apostolic order. Grace and peace means the purpose of the apostolic is to is to bring forth fruitfulness in righteousness. Are you seeing that? 
And the, the, the fruit of righteousness is peace. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? So, so you now see why to reign, reigning is not as according to the fullness of grace. So those who have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, and that what the gift means they've come into the, bearing the fullness of the fruit. They will now begin to reign in life. By who? The one. What? Christ Jesus. Are we making sense today? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, we give glory to your name. Hallelujah. We give glory to your name. Hallelujah. These things I'm saying, if you can meditate on them. I want you to just be meditating on these things. That these things we are saying tonight. Meditate on these things. They will, give, they will, they will do something to your soul. The, world, the devil likes us talking about all kinds of things. He doesn't want the soul to, to serenate and to, to play around the reality of this being called Christ. The devil does not want, one of the main powers of the world is to not make, don't let his soul stay on the thought of righteousness. The, don't let soul meditate upon righteousness. Don't let the soul meditate upon grace. If the soul's meditation can stay upon grace, stay upon you know what you you know when you meditate, I mean spiritual meditation, you are knocking on the door. That's what meditation is. That's how you knock on the spirit. You, when 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 you don't meditate, it means you just you just go away and you stay away. It means you are not interested. Anybody who is meditating on something that is spiritual. That by your meditation, they are hearing knocks in the spirit. They are hearing somebody's knocking. They are hearing the knock. What's the knock of what? Knock of your heart. You are stayed. You are stayed. You are stayed on it. You are not moved away. But you can't, they are not, winds are not blowing you away. Go and do something else. No, you are staying. You are, you are still knocking. You are still knocking on it. You know you can knock on the doors of life. Your, your soul, you have the instrument to connect the life of God in the spirit. Every, every man's soul is, a, is an instrument to connect what? To connect the resources of God for, for access to his life. Because yeah, that's what he made his soul for. Your soul has only one real purpose, to inherit life. And when, when the soul is applied for that purpose, you will begin to see you can, with your soul, begin to generate spiritual activity. But just by virtue of... You see that thing that Jesus called hunger and thirst? It's not a small thing. He said, look, if any man can hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. That's the secret. <laughs> It means that hunger and test for righteousness unlocks the... It makes rain fall from heaven. Mm. Anybody who meditates upon grace, meditates upon life, you are a rainmaker in the spirit. Mm. Hmm. 
if many many masses of people begin to meditate upon righteousness after a while you will see rain of righteousness begin to fall upon the nation Isaiah chapter 60 61 62 sorry say you who hunger after righteousness You who make mention of the Lord. Give him no rest. Praise God. Give him no rest until he makes the Jerusalem what? Praise in the earth. You who make mention. Praise God. Um, amen. amen. The devil likes to make he makes righteousness unfashionable and uninteresting, so so that so that hearts and souls will not sincerely hunger for it and desire it, because he knows that if they can hunger and thirst for it, they will be filled. How would they be filled? Heaven will open. Hearts can open heaven. Souls can open heaven. Souls can open heaven. If hearts begin to hunger for righteousness, begin to thirst after righteousness, begin to meditate upon righteousness, begin to long for it. Amen. Amen. What will happen? That's what calls down the rain from above. After a while, the rain will begin to fall. Then it comes to a point he will begin to bring forth the, both the former and the latter rain in the same month, according as the prophecy has said. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I said the water of God is who? Christ. Christ. Do we get the sense of that? Now, so in, in Revelation chapter 22, he said he showed me a pure river. Amen. He showed me a pure river. Of water of life. Verse 22. He showed me a pure river. He showed me a pure river. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bless you. And they say pure river. Pure river. What's the meaning of river? River means flowing water. <laughs> right? Uh, so he showed me a pure river. And... A water of life clears crystal proceeding. So it's proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Amen. Amen. And then in the midst of the street of it and on the other side of the river, there the tree of life. Are you seeing the tree there? Which bear twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of woe of the nations and there shall be no more curse but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it and his servants shall serve him and they shall see his face and his name shall be where? in their forehead. Praise God will we give you glory Father we bless your holy name. Amen, Amen. So, so you see the picture of this pure river of water 
of life, pure river of water of life. It's a pure river of water of life. Pure river of water of what? Of life. Pure river of water of life. Of water of life. Praise God. It's a, it's a river of water of life. It's water. I mean, say something is off. Water of life. It's a river of water. Praise God. The water is water of life. So that water, the meaning of water of life, means it's a water that is a, that's carrying life. It's a water of life, a river. That word pure river just means, the word river means flowing. So it means it's a river of water of life. It means it's a flowing water of life. Right. So it is a water that, of life that is flowing. Amen. So that is who Christ is. It's the water of life that is flowing. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, this water of life that is Christ. Amen. Amen. The life is in the water. Okay? The life is what? In the water. The life is in the water. The water is the carrier of the life. Amen. Amen. But one thing you know is that you can have the water, but you cannot, you've not yet accessed the life in the water. There's life in the water. It's life in the water, praise God, and the water is flowing. The water is flowing. From a point. Am I correct? Yes, sir. The point that where that water is flowing from is where it is fountaining out from. Amen. Amen. That's why you see they use the word when they are referring to eternal life. They now use the word abundance. Have it. Have life. Then have it more abundance. The point of the, more, of the most abundance of life is at the fountain end of the life. That is where the, it's springing out from. Amen. I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Praise God. So that abundance of life is the is the point where the life there is eternal, and you see, of course, that point where the life is eternal in nature is from where it is proceeding from, right? Yes, sir. So the point of eternal life is the realm of God and the Lamb, or the realm of the throne. That's what he's saying here. He showed me a pure river of water, of life, proceeding out of God, of the throne, sorry, of God and of the Lamb. So the throne of God and of the Lamb 
is where the true dominion, the eternal dominion of the life is actually fountaining out from, but it is a river. It means it flows out. And when you say the, what flows in the river is a water, what is in the water is life. It's carrying, it's carrying life. Okay, I want to ask you a question. Why didn't they say, I saw a pure river of blood flowing out of the throne of God? You know, they could have said that. Why must there be water? Why couldn't it just be raw blood flowing? If it's water, it means that it's possible to have water without blood. But the mention that the life is in there, but it's inside of the water. Are you getting me? So it means that you must have access to the water to have access to the life. Am I making sense? How many of you believe that you cannot have blood without water? If you ask me what is blood, blood is simple water that has the word blood as our cells that are inside water. Am I correct? It's the water is like carrying cells. That is really the blood. Are you seeing that? So those cells is really the it's really the life, but it's swimming inside water. Yes. Anything that will react with blood must have first reacted with water. <coughs> must have encountered water. Before, before blood. Amen. This is the emphasis of First John 5. That he came by water. Not by water only. But by water and by blood. And then it's the spirit that beareth witness. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the the feeding the feeding of Now in Psalm 23, see, he makes that lie down in green pastures. Right? Okay. So, and then, he leaded me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. Right? Amen. 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 
Every soul who is partaking of Christ must first partake of the water of Christ. Right? Before they begin to partake of the blood of Christ. You must partake of the water of Christ then before you begin to partake of what? The blood of Christ. This is very clear, right? Now, partaking of the water of Christ is to, you partake of it. Now, that partaking of Christ is water and spirit. Of the water of Christ, water and spirit. Because the spirit is always involved. That's, what the, that's the meaning of it. It's the spirit that bears witness. It doesn't come, it came by water and blood also, but there is also spiritual activity. It's the, it's the spirit that makes the witness possible. So that's why Jesus, when he was talking about the birth of water, he, he said water and spirit. He didn't just say birth of water. He said water and spirit. And the purpose of that is to give entrance into the kingdom. Amen. Okay, 10 o'clock. The purpose of that is to give what? Entrance. To give entrance into the kingdom. When you are born of water and of the spirit, is to give what? Entrance into the kingdom. Okay. The point, that point of entrance into the kingdom. Okay. That point of entrance is the point where the ministry of water translates into the ministry of blood. Does that make sense? That's where the ministry of water does what? Translate into the ministry of blood. The purpose of water is the or under what for this is the reason for the water is to is for the first level of sacrifice. The first level of sacrifice. Amen. Amen. Now whenever you see the word birth in the Bible. It has to do with a sacrifice. Birth. Anytime you see something has been burned, it means something has died when it comes to the soul. Something just died. So something is born. Am I correct? It's the, it's the, so that, that realm is the first death of the soul. Yes, sir. Before that point, the soul never died. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing? Are you seeing yes, something? Sir. That point of transition from water to blood, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To enter into blood, to enter into the water of Christ, mm-hmm. the pasture, the water for the soul to enter into the realm of water of Christ. You don't need the death. Yes, sir. 
for that. But to move anyone the the point of engaging of blood, a death must occur. That word the death implies a birth. That's what it meant that except you are born of water on the spirit. That word being born of water on the spirit is not born into water. You have been joining in water. It's being born into blood, the initiation of the blood. Yes. It is the first point of sacrifice of his soul. Is the first point of is the first birth of the soul, is the first death of the soul, and death means sacrifice. Is the first point of sacrifice of the soul. Am I am I making some some sense? Making some sense? Okay. Praise God. Let's, let's just take it just a little further, and then we can go for tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you Jesus. Thank you. Praise God. So, you see that water and spirit. So, the point where you are born of water and spirit, that's not the first time you started with water. You get born again, then after a while, they introduce the water. The introduction of water is the introduction of the word of righteousness. It, after you, get born, you got born again, you finish the milk of the word. Praise God. Then you, sometimes you move into the realm of the water. So, if you ask me, what is the what is the water? When you, when when a person has first tasted of water, what is the tasting of water? The taste of water is the first sight of the kingdom. He so sees. After you get born again, you never see the kingdom. If someone comes to try to explain the kingdom to you, that you can't even, even though you feel you understood, you don't understand it. It will take a while. You go, then you get filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled, 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 filled. When you are nearing fullness, you now begin to see kingdom. So that, that kingdom by revelation, anytime the sight of kingdom by revelation comes, is, a, is water. The first sight of the kingdom to the soul is to wash the soul. Right? That sight washes. But are you seeing that? Yes, that thing is, a, is a serious thing. That sight what does what? It washes. That washing is the washing of separation. When anybody starts seeing the kingdom, they start becoming separate. They start becoming separated. There's something sight of revelation of kingdom does to a, a, a person. It makes you separate. Even though the sun is up there, you are seeing it. Everybody is doing their thing. But that person can, even with the sun there, be thinking about something else. It's a sight. By virtue of taking that thought of kingdom, Instead of thinking of what the, the son is saying, hey, go and uh, what you eat, what you wear, what you do, according to Matthew chapter 6, right? Mm-hmm. Just say, all, all these things the Gentiles seek. Mm-hmm. Now, that soul is still among all the other Gentile souls to start with. But after a while, he begins not to seek what other Gentiles seek, mm-hmm. he begins to seek the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That was seek means sight. Mm-hmm. But seek the kingdom mm-hmm. first. And his righteousness after. Are you seeing that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Praise God. So that seeing is from afar first. When the eye turns away from what the Gentiles seek, what they seek, they seek. What the Gentiles seek, the eye turns away and begin to seek here the kingdom. That's the beginning of washing of a soul. Is the, is the first, the soul gets the first access to the water of Christ. Then that water begins to measure separation. It begins to measure separation. It begins to see it. That's the, he said the man be born again, he cannot see. Doesn't mean that he sees the first day he got born again. But except he gets born again, he can't see. It means after he gets born again, he will later now begin to see the kingdom. That is when the water of the word of Christ comes to him. He begins to see. So the water of Christ brings the first sight in. And the first sight of the kingdom a man sees is the kingdom from afar. He's like a, he calls him near. Come this way. Leave all this Gentile, what Gentiles are seeking. Begin to come. Every step he takes is a washing of his own garment. That's what the water is called the washing of water by the word. That's one of the things that Jesus is doing. That's his first dealing for the church. Husband, loves your wi- love your wife as Christ loved the church. As, and what? Sanctify her by the washing of water. That he might then present unto himself. So it's, there's washing first. Are you seeing that? The thing that things that he should do. He wash her with the water of the water. as the first thing he does. The purpose of that is for presentation. Presentation is sacrifice. Right? Yeah. That he might present unto himself. That's the final presentation. A glorious church. But it started with the washing of the wow, by the water of the word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, then, sight of the kingdom begins to do, so, begins to do something to a person. Sighting of the kingdom begins to what? Cleanse the garment. Cleanse the garment. Another word for cleansing of the garment or the, the first, the thing that, that point of crossing over or bringing entrance into the kingdom is the first marker of an attainment for a soul. Amen. Amen. That's the point of the attainment of the first meekness of a man. Anything beyond that is not there's no there's no meekness beyond that point. That is the first meekness attainment. It is the point of entrance of entrance. Entrance. Amen. Amen. Entrance into the courts of God. Right? Into his gates, so you know his gates. The 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 criteria for entrances are meeknesses. 
Amen. I think we should stop here tonight because of time. <laughs> it's already past 10. 10. 10 past 10. Praise God. Para Stevenot. Friend Austin. That point is where the first is where the the real the first marker of the sheepish nature emerges. The first marker of a sheepish nature. The lowest sheep nature is a Levitical stature. That's the first meekness in righteousness is the manager of the courts of God. That is the first realm of sacrifice. Remember the sacrifices of God are broken. So our sacrifices means they are in order. It's levels of brokenness, levels of contriteness. So the first level of sacrifice of God is the, that Levitical level. Is this is the meekness of the courts of God. That is a level of meekness for entrance. For entrance into the kingdom. Oh, it's not, see, this are, I'm talking of souls. Soul. Any soul. Only, only kingdom conversation can impart meekness to a soul. Any other kind of conversation is, is pumping the soul up and pouring more filth upon the garment of a man. It's because of that all those feel. That is why his Bible says God resisted the proud. Resist means he, he does everything to keep him far. He doesn't come near. Any, any measure of nearness to God is measured in meekness level. Meekness level. It's meekness. Every nearness is meekness. Fresh to Neha. Thank you, Jesus. Give you glory. Worship you. Bless your name. Thank you, Father. Lord, Lord, have mercy. 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 Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Hamahasapari the same. Have mercy on us, 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 Lord have mercy on us, Lord have mercy on us, Lord have mercy, 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 have mercy, Metacano, Metricano, 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 Metricano. Mercy, 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 have mercy on our souls. 
Have mercy on our souls. Have mercy on our souls. Have mercy on our souls. Have mercy on our souls. Have mercy. 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 Mercy. Element of Kaliyagubata. Thank you, Father. We thank you. Thank you for these things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the promise of life. Say, so this is the promise you promised us, even eternal life. Thank you. Because, because of this promise, you are 
bringing us so much enlightenment, so much understanding, so much clarity, help, admonishment. Father, we thank you. Thank you for every supply of help from above that our souls are finding even for this impossible path, impossible to men, possible. But with you, nothing is impossible. With you, all things are possible. Our God, we thank you because you are opening up realms of possibilities to our soul. Father, you are opening this thing, you are opening it up. You are making us partakers of the, these things. Partakers of your life. Father, today we've sat around your table. We believe we have drank a measure out of your fountain tonight. We believe we've drank in our dif- at our different levels, different orders. We've drank out of your waters. Father, may these waters begin to spring up. Deepen and deepen within our soul until it begin to spring up unto everlasting life. Thank you for the spirit of revelation. May this spirit continue to speak. May it continue to to vibrate and bring the resonance and the echo of these truths even in our depths. Father, we thank you he said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. This, that is our cry, Lord. Mm. We're asking, Lord, for mercy mm. from above, for to stir up and fan even the flames of hunger. Mm. We, we desire to be more hungry for your righteousness. Help us, Father. Help us, our God, for to revive hunger within our heart. Thank you, our Father. We give all the praise to your name. I worship you. I bless you and I pray for everyone who has heard this word. I ask, Lord, let, let your spirit, ministering spirit, begin to push out and send out graces. Father, for even graces that will baptize all hearts, everyone under the sound of my voice, into the, found, into the spirit of this message to bring them out and even to bring the fruit of them and for it to become a reality in our lives. Thank you, our God. We give all the glory unto your name. We worship you, eternal Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth.